Hey everybody, uh, just before we get to start episode 4 here, just wanted to let you all know the audio quality um, in this one is a little bit rougher than normal. I had a vacation uh, last week and then we got back from vacation and my father had surgery. So I've been uh, trying to help out my mom as an only child. It's kind of kept me busy and kept me from getting this episode uh, polished as much as I would like. But I wanted to make sure that we got it out there for you. There's a lot of hilarious content in this one. Um, Jamal, Josh, Emma, all great. I think you will really enjoy it. So we're going to roll it right now. There's not going to be the usual intro. Enjoy. So should we just start with our episode six recap? Yeah. Do we have do we have Jamal right now? Yeah. Yep. Okay, your picture's frozen. Can you see me? Oh, now can you I hear can. Me? Now I can. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're good. My, to go. I'm gonna make sure I'm on like the I right. I just wasn't internet. moving very much. I think. <laughs> <laughs> just a very statuesque. No, I think you had to have been frozen. <laughs> like I think you had to have been. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. So every time so far. I've cut out at least one time, just internet-wise, and we're going to hope that doesn't happen this time. It's not gonna. Okay, so by my understanding, I have 68 seconds okay. to do this episode. Do you want me to pull up a timer? Um, or? I'm going to pull up my own timer, and we're just going to believe me that I have a timer. Uh, I am going to pull up a timer also, because okay. I don't <laughs> trust you. All right, fine. You said right, yeah, how many 68 seconds? 68 seconds. Okay, I'm going to do it on my phone so, and hold my Jamal, phone up to the... the episode is 68 minutes long, and so uh, the challenge is I have to fit the episode recap within 68 seconds. Okay. Uh, and this okay. is how we've done the format for each of the episodes thus far. Yeah, it keeps it short and sweet. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I think so. Okay, go. Okay, on episode six of the Hammer's Reach arc, our uh, party deals with the aftermath of the Live For Me incident, um, and we are uh, yeah, moving deeper and deeper into the mine, finding uh, just weird areas. We found some kind of cool loot that Durf doesn't really want, but everybody else wants Durf to take. Uh, it's, it's a big scenario. Uh, and eventually we get to a large-scale fight, maybe the first one of the podcast, with a gigantic metal scorpion. Um, of course, we don't run and punch that thing because that will be dumb. Instead, we transform into a spider. We booty squirt all over it. We attempt uh, a bunch of other uh, weird scenarios of how to attack this thing. Um, and I'm not really sure if there was much more in that episode other than that. There's a bit where Marty is, you find, you find uh, yes. Marty okay, okay. crouching okay. over his gear. Yes, and of that's, course. We find that's pretty much the, it. the reveal of the first MacGuffin. Yes. <laughs> okay, Number so before before we do literally anything else at all ever, I I have to know about Live For Me. Um, well, so the first most important piece of information, behind the scenes information, was that that is the only episode we've recorded where I was quite drunk um while we were recording um what it also was is you know so in dungeons and dragons when you're role playing it's kind of like it's like a movie like you can do stuff that you couldn't really do in real life oh, absolutely and, and what i was thinking as that was unfolding is i was like i don't think you could jump out of a mine cart <laughs> which was flying over an abyss in real life. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to crash. <laughs> I guess this is it. Uh, you um, faced death. You were like, this I, is I, where I die. You stared death in the eye. And <laughs> uh, this is it. 
This is it. I'm, I've gone over the edge. Um, and so I thought I'd throw Eugene to safety. Yeah, that's my favorite then, uh, jump right there. That logical jump. My <laughs> life flashed before my eyes. Everything's over. I must save my rat. It's extremely in character <laughs> right. as a druid, though. Uh, right, right. And as in character also, as the fan base as well, I think. <laughs> so I can't remember. Did did we end up putting in the part of the episode? Oh, this is good. of the recording where Joe was like, "You're gonna no, die." No, I don't think that's in there. No. <laughs> All right. So Joe, Let's Joe, I, this. I, I did the I did the live for me, and Joe was like. So you're just going to die now? <laughs> At which point I was like, I guess I'll jump out. Yeah, that part's in there, but not the part where he goes, just so you know, this is it for you. This is it. There's no death saves. That That's a big jump. For sure. Falling damage, yeah. instant death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't remember what exactly he said, but he was kind of like, uh, you should you should rethink this. <laughs> like, are you are you sure? Oh, I love it. How sure are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. So we okay. So that was episode five, truly. Right? Yes, I just had to. I had I okay. had to ask. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I wanted to know <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> so should we just talk about episode six now then, and then jump in on episode seven like halfway through, or do you want to do the recap right now, Emma? Oh, I should probably do the recap. Okay, let's hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring up the stress timer, put it in front yeah, of your face. I'm, I'm and, on uh, it. Good luck. How much time do I have? I think I have less time for this one. Yeah, it's like 54 minutes, I think. Episode 7. Oh, you mean the <clears throat> episode itself yes. is 54 minutes. Not this one. I thought you were saying that because this podcast is going to be 68 minutes no. long. We have to do the recap no, in 68 no. seconds. And I was like, you guys are already far more scientific about this. <laughs> you know what's than... a great thing to do to a rookie editor? <laughs> is give them an exact time block <laughs> totally. that their podcast has to be created into. Good luck, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that part should be edited out. Okay, so my um, I was looking on my phone for how long I had. Oh my gosh, it, you, had, you were supposed to have uh, 64 seconds. Wow, I have, I have one oh nine, so I have I have sixty nine seconds. <laughs> nice. So let's see. I'm just trying to remember where it ends, but okay, I'll start it and put it up here. Okay. So in episode seven, Durf turns into a giant badger. There's discussion over whether or not it's a honey badger. Marty goes crazy and turns into this giant machine, or calls it up onto him. Uh, he is defeated by the power of burning metal, a little friendly fire, and also um, talking, in part, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and it was like a whole Naruto episode. Exactly, one, one, exactly. Yeah. And then you guys busted back into town, brought Chiboy home, and then went to back to the arcane tower and went to the store, and you talked to the archmage, and you found out that um, these items like mess people up. So you guys are the only ones who can get them because you seem to be immune to their charms. And you got Leaf Tip, the spear, and then you learned about Sabbath of the Red Sands. And then you went to s sleep. You stayed for a couple days. And then we'll talk about the next episode. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. Okay, listeners, also, I'm just so happy that your timer sound is a One Direction song, hey, Emma. On. That no, makes me on. so I, I happy. I have to explain this. I have to explain this, and I swear to God, Brian, if you cut this out, I will find you. <laughs> My timer is One Direction laughing their song. That's what makes you beautiful. It's not them singing it. It's them laughing the tune in harmony because of a college friend and she would just send me all the time, whenever I did something dumb in college, she would send me the words one direction underscore ha ha dot mp4. It wasn't a link to anything, okay. <laughs> nothing of the right, sort. So eventually okay. I went and found it and turned it into my ringtone for her. And it sort of has since infiltrated through all of the functions of my phone and hasn't been removed since. So, well, there you go. There That's you like go. your life's canon. Yeah, I think it's because I. Bought when she asked me to go buy her folders one time. I brought her a One Direction folder, and she was like, "Okay, well, this is war, so." 
Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. That sounds like college. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do we do we I don't think we need to recap the 7.5 just because like nah. it's so good it should be re-listened to if anything because it's so in-depth mm-hmm. on everyone <laughs> yes that's true that's the backstories episode exactly right? oh okay so, okay we might have to do our own little segment on it but yeah anyway. we can we can get to that <laughs> but yeah so i want to know my first question and i've asked this a couple of times but given the brilliance that comes out of i mean a lot of the episodes but especially these um it sounds from recordings like you haven't played fifth edition <laughs> D and D before. Have you? Had it you played? Like you don't any? Know what? what you're I just doing. mean the rules are different. Yeah. Well, I certainly. It There's sounds a lot of like questions. that because I don't, didn't, maybe still don't. Um, I had I had never role played before we did this podcast. Episode one is the first time I had ever played any uh, tabletop RPG. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, you touched it. Were you a nerd in any other sense of the word? I'm a a nerd in lots of other senses of the word. (laughs) I was... Like Star Wars. Star Wars, particularly. particularly, um, I used to play World of Warcraft. Uh, I used to play Magic. Uh, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh, speaking of card games. Um, I still play the Pokemon card games. You used to play Magic. So, like, really... I... (laughs) Yeah. Well, Kirk still yeah. does. Oh, I know. We both do. I, I, I love. That's how I found your podcast. Actually, was through his podcast. So. Nice, nice. I I play Magic. Nice. So I had money. Nothing wrong with that. I haven't, I haven't played Magic since Dark Steel. Maybe whatever came after Dark that's Steel. That's fair. My la- I played Ravager. Was my last deck, and then I don't remember why I stopped playing. I was always broke. Ah, that happens. That'll do it. <laughs> Just. So Durf's character, like like you said, it's your first time coming to a tabletop RPG. Druid, I think, is one of the best first player classes because it gives you so many fun things you can do. And I think it really lets you stretch the like <laughs> rules of the game, but also just like a DM skill as well. Um, but was something like, was there any other inspiration for Durf? Like, did it come from anywhere else? Was it maybe like a magic character or something like that or no? Um, no, I mean, I'm really uh, sort of role-playing as myself. You can see me slip out of my voice pretty much constantly, just kind of being a guy, and I I don't know. And um, I I just always thought a druid would be a cool Mm -hmm. thing to be. I like nature. I like animals. So I thought I'd be a druid. Also, um, comparatively speaking, I feel like druids magic is quite simple in a way that like sorcerers and wizards have their own rules which i'm sure aren't that complicated but i looked at them and was like "Eh, no they're definitely more intimidating for sure how did you land on burglar um, well, you know, there's, the, the, sort of, there's the like mix. the meme that no matter how many times you play Skyrim, you're always going to be a stealth archer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Not just, uh, oh, the class so I always ended up being, uh, I, I like, I was like, I like stealth games and being a thief in games. Um, you know, I've played like Dishonored a million times and stuff like that. So, um, I, I wanted to be a stealthy character and actually I think though they're traditionally, considered a healer or maybe if you are circle of land you would you are kind of a, f- a fighter with your with your strong uh wild forms um there's actually a lot a lot of thiefiness to the druid because you can turn into all sorts of unassuming little creatures and you can fly and stuff like that yeah, cats have like plus ton stealth or something ridiculous right like <laughs> it's pretty insane yeah, so, do, so do spiders mm-hmm. as seen um, in episode five weasels yes weasels, weasels are um, can become, recently can become a literal fly you can on the wall a literal fly on the wall you can turn into a spider and uh, crawl up on top of a monster as we did in our uh morden canaan's tome of foes one shot yes you truly did <laughs> yeah oh man i really did enjoy the morning morning canaan's one shot that was great oh man i i really like that um all right let's talk about booty squirts 
Um, so sure. Yeah. This is. I mean. Totally. Okay. Actually, right before this, so like when you guys uh, were falling, like through, uh, falling down, and we're about to face this encounter, I think we got the best, most purest form of you meet in a tavern, which is um, we are encountered with a minuscule problem that shouldn't stop anybody. So Durf solves it with over the top creative ridiculousness. Uh, Tug screams and makes a weird meme joke out of it and yells while running down a stealthy I like hallway. To scream. And Carl just says, I'll be realistic and light a torch. Um, <laughs> which I think is probably just the most, like, if I was to evangelize you meet in a tavern to others to listen to this podcast, that is probably, like, just the best shining example of what this show will be forever. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, it's that's quintessential. the word I'm looking Good. for. Yes. Good. so has that like i mean derf has not strayed away from that at all and you did say that you've been playing yourself is that would you consider yourself like a creative type jamal i would certainly like to think so okay sure (laughs) you play a very creative character so there's at least a bit of evidence (laughs) saying you are i i i am a lawyer irl Mm -hmm. so i do uh, creative problem solving it my job mm-hmm. um, and I also when I was younger I don't really anymore because I'm tired when I get home from work but I used to do some like uh, writing when okay, I was younger cool. so also side note your like break character for lawyer moments are my favorite in the entire podcast <laughs> <laughs> they're very good when you were inter- good. interrogating on Dragonspire Island and you're like objection leading the witness and then switch. <laughs> I lost my mind laughing. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. So, follow-up question. Is it legally advisable for a lawyer to record themselves saying that when they're playing a burglar in a role-playing game that they're playing yeah. themselves? <laughs> Is this entrapment? Um, We're not cops. We'd have to tell you. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. I am, I'm not saying okay. I have or have not committed any real burglaries. Now that's Just lawyer that right there. Up. There you go. Asp- aspirationally, maybe if I lived in a fantasy world, maybe I would be a burglar. <laughs> a real Robin right. Hood type, I remember right. you saying. I was on a jury. I'd let that through. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So when you pick these animals in these episodes, you seem very immediate about it. You're like, oh, yeah, duh, I'm a giant wolf spider. And then also I'm a badger. What kind? I don't know. It doesn't honey. give a, it does, you know, <laughs> you know you that's all you care about. Honey but, Next question. <laughs> well, no, no, sorry. Your actual question well, continue. If it's a question of badgers, it's honey. <laughs> it is. It, it's automatic. I, I don't make the rules. Um, I just enforce them. You're no, not. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. So did you like pre-pick out animals that you were drawn to or is there a lot of like page flipping that got edited so, out? So there's actually, let me see if I can find it real quick. There is somebody and I want to properly attribute it. Um, there's a website called rpgbot.net has a practical guide to wild shape. Oh, cool. And it has every CR And then it actually, I don't really follow this because I do things sort of on a whim, whatever I feel is flavorful in the moment. Um, But it actually color codes them based on whether they're like optimal and useful. Oh, Oh, I've seen those. Based on the CR. That's really uh, funny. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it'll say like, you know, giant elk is an amazing uh, CR1 or CR2. Speed's got to be through the roof. Sounds right. uh, Yeah. For instance, it says giant elk is a fantastic CR2 and giant boar is red because the dire wolf is like strictly better. But sometimes I want a giant boar. So I summon a giant boar instead. Uh, But it's got a whole list and I'll just find something that looks cool and then I'll search for its stats online and i'm always fucking around on the internet while we record don't tell joe <laughs> i think he knows he kind of disclosed some stuff in our interview with joe so <laughs> we, uh, yeah i don't think you're too hidden from that at all am i allowed to ask what kind of stuff you like to write about when you would write um i don't that sounds like a no <laughs> i don't really remember to be honest it's been a while um oh, okay. i never I, I was never very serious about it um 
So I, you know, I took like creative writing 200 in college and stuff like that. And assignments, short stories, poems. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't have any of them anymore. I don't remember Burned them. Yes. I, I'm, I've done that I too. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also, uh, I, I read a ton. I've read a bajillion books. Oh, okay, cool. So. Favorite authors. Favorite authors. Like, um, that's probably difficult well, for someone who's read a ton. Rowling, I quit. <laughs> no, not J.K. Rowling. Uh, my, my nerd answer would be Victor Hugo. Okay, I actually did a whole nice. year long. Actually, no, it took about six months last year. I read the entire unabridged um, Les Mis, which I was very yes. proud of myself for. Well done. Um, you should be. <laughs> and um, my favorite fantasy. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but Joe recommended that I read uh, The Lies of Locke Lamora, which oh, I thought was extremely mm -hmm. good. Yes, I know the book. Um, I've heard of that. I've very, never read it. Very I heisty um, fantasy book. Oh, you know what? This is sounding really familiar. Yeah, they're like sort of a. I think I may thieves have thieves guild type situation, and they've yeah, got beef with yeah. this new guy, and they they steal stuff. It's good. <laughs> it doesn't drop. <laughs> it's a, it's nice. a talented. Show. It's passable. Yeah. It'll, It'll do. do. It'll do. So let's talk Hammer's Reach. So Hammer's Reach is your guy's first true arc. Like you're not in your little hometown anymore. You're in uh, a new location. So we went with sort of the mines theme. We got the full minecart race. We got uh, giant metal contraptions and everything. Uh, was this anything like what you expected when going into a high fantasy Dungeons and Dragons podcast? Or did this kind of take you by surprise, like mech scorpions? Well, I, I wouldn't say it took me too much by surprise. It's kind of um, Dwemer or Dwemer-esque yes. if you are mm -hmm. uh, Elder Scrolls people. Um, there have yep. been a few times throughout I've the... I've never known how to say I that don't, word. I still don't. Dwemer, Dwemer, Dwemer. I always say Dwemer in my head, but that can't Dwemer. be right. I don't know. Dwemer. <laughs> um, there have been a few times in the podcast where, like, you know, we went to the amusement park. Yeah, for And sure. it, like, popped on, and I was like, oh, there's electricity here. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the world's complicated, all right? Like, <laughs> but, uh, but, no, in the beginning, I thought, you know, it's a dungeon, kind of Morrowind-esque. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay, cool. So not very much yet. Not this arc, right. but maybe a future one. <laughs> On that note, did, like, do you have a favorite arc thus far? Uh, do I have a favorite arc thus far? Let's see. What are all the arcs? Hammer's Reach, Red Sands, the Dragon Spire. Candy Village, Dragon Spider Island. Dragon Spire. Spire. I keep saying Dragon There was Spire's <laughs> there. Booty Squirts made I a did, return. I call it... <laughs> I call it Dragon Spider Island in my head. Um, <laughs> I like that. But um, I, I did like Dragon Spire Island. I liked how it got kind of spooky at the end. Um, I thought it was very funny um, mm -hmm. as we were sort of in this kind of Step Stepford Wives village, <laughs> which we were slowly realizing was... Uh, was up to, up to, Creepy up to no good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I also, I also enjoyed Corby a lot. Okay. Uh, the Red Sands. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, Red Sands was when I first truly started listening to You Meet in a Tavern. It was like the first episode of Red Sands was when I, so I like listened to catch up, but that was when I was caught up for the first time. I, I listened to the first episode a while before, but I wasn't really into podcasts then, so tie my hands, I don't know. So I know, <laughs> I know it was a while ago, but um, do you remember kind of what you were thinking when when Joe started revealing kind of like the main plot to you guys, did you have any like initial thoughts or reactions? Um, well, I, uh, one initial reaction, which is a continuing reaction uh -oh. is that I'm always, I'm always impressed. Um, Joe has put so much fucking work into this podcast. <laughs> um, and, uh, shouts out to Joe because he does like everything. Mm -hmm. The rest of it, we just kind of show up, but, yeah. uh, Joe has done, <laughs> um like a, a, a pretty incredible job with this and um i think maybe hammer's reach-esque as we started to learn about things in these episodes was when i realized like this was a very fleshed out mm -hmm. he has a built plan in world yeah, yeah. that he has a plan yeah the for. world was built yeah. exactly yeah yeah so 
Cool. Well, I definitely agree with you. Joe does an incredible mm-hmm. job all the time. Yeah. I I always think, like, especially in recent arcs that are, like, coming out currently, which, like, we're middles of Arrow's Edge now and stuff, like, I keep, like, there's just so many hints at like, things are very, are going to turn out so much differently than I think they are. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, in Hammer's Reach, it is definitely presented as a go collect the items and put them together, form, like, What's the uh, what's the Yu-Gi-Oh thing where you put all five pieces together? Exodia, yeah, like, form the Exodia, one. and then we win the game, right? <laughs> I was gonna say Voltron, but okay. okay. Any like Japanese something come over to America to become popular? <laughs> Collect all the pieces, put them together. Uh, very quest oriented, but I don't know. Recently, I have been thrown off my game by a few things that Joe has said. I think. Well, we were very thrown off at the end of the last episode. Is this a spoiler zone? Spoiler free zone? We've kind of been dipping our toes very firmly in the spoiler yeah. water. This is for the so money bag okay. fans. Like, this is the people that are paying the big moolah, uh, paying the big bucks. So, yeah, go ahead. At least, At least one, one big, big, big dollar. Wait. At yes. least one. Have we released that episode yet? Oh, give it to me. Remember. Give me what these happened, reveals right what now. Happened at the, what happened at the end of the last episode? Uh, that you you won the Arrestes Trekkie tournament. Uh, you got the final oh MacGuffin. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> stop it. That's very in the you future. You guys left, you guys left, um, Nick, Nicola. Crazy. What's her Sassy. name? Lady? Yeah, Nicola Sassy. Sassy, thank you. Yeah, you left her and she was like, oh, lol, did you think all you needed were needles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That was quite Okay. Funny. So we haven't released the next episode oh, yet. No. Forget, I, forget I said anything. Something. Well, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on, because no, he listen, hang on, hear me out, because this won't come out for like a month. Okay. And we're supposed to hear on Monday, which is in three days. Well, what you gonna so give you can us? Tell Jamal? us if you want to. You got any well, of them? Uh... I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. It's at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen enough I mean, legal I'm shows to, to know how to approach this situation. Um, so <laughs> I guess we'll leave. Josh, you can take your headphones off if you don't want to hear it, but I don't mind. Uh, no, we I'll should wait. move on. I don't want to entrap poor Jamal. I don't want Brian or Joe to be mad at him. Oh, yeah. No, no, zero pressure. But Just we want to hear speaking, real bad. Like, If you're worried about for us, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But if you're worried about the fans, like the rest of the fans, they're not going to hear it mm-hmm. until later anyway. But zero pressure. <laughs> we'll just let it hang out. There. All right. So how did it feel to get hot metal poured on you by Tug? <laughs> it was rough. It was really it's my rough. Fantasy. <laughs> well, that was one of the. I, I'm trying to remember. That might be one of the. That was like the first time I used a uh, wild shape in combat. Mm-hmm. And the thing, it, the yeah. thing that I didn't realize, which I'm kind of okay with, um, the Circle of Shepherds. I think it turned out fine thematically as a Durf is a friend of beasts. Um, and I have very good summons, which is very useful, although Joe is in- increasingly tuned into the fact that um, if he hits me, it's a concentration spell. Um, Uh-oh. That, 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 that actually, it, that, I don't know if he edited in the episode or not, but there was definitely in the next episode, which is coming out in a few days, he was like, wait a second, that's a concentration spell, right? Uh-oh. So, you're like, me. <laughs> so, um, to say? so yeah, I have to be careful not to get knocked, uh, not to get my summons destroyed. Although they're kind of broken, but um, anyway, unless if you're not a circle of the land druid, you're moon circle of the moon. Moon is the one with the strongest. You're right, circle of the moon. If you're not circle of the moon druid, you're always kind of a step behind where your wild shape can be useful in combat. So it's yes. sort of a utility thing. Um, and I, I learned that very on when I, you know, basically got one shot by lava <laughs> in my first. Yeah, that happens. Uh, <laughs> That's rough. Um, so do you use the circle of the shepherd that's from the Earth? I know you picked it when it was still on Earth Arcana, but it has since come out in Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Do you, do you still use the Unearthed Arcana it's, version? It's basically, it's largely the same. Um, it's not exactly the same. We have been using the Xanathar's version. I think I can't 
say this for sure, but I think if you went back through and listened, we probably, the totem of the wolf in Unearthed Arcana became the totem of the unicorn in Xanathar's. I think that's probably unevenly applied through the show. Oh, yeah, just a fun Um, sprinkling of either or as it goes around. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And I think the way that they do hit points for your summons are a little different. I think you might be right. I think you're right. I think I remember that. Um... I think they're a lot less beefy. I think these animals have gotten off steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you like your totem so. powers and everything. Like they're getting pretty, pretty tough. Um, okay, so we come back to. Well, you guys are heading back to the arcane tower at the end of these two episodes, right? Right, Emma. This is the the recall. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now, the show hasn't gotten to the point with fan made breweries yet. Correct. Yes, it has. That's in our. I think this, R&R I think this R&R was R&R probably R&R. the first one. Oh, okay. Right? Oh no, sorry. Yeah, that is in that okay. is episode seven. You guys go yeah, so shopping. This is the first time that you were yep. able to yes. yeah buy weird items and crazy jazz. Now I'm not asking you to remember the specific ones you bought in these episodes or anything like that. But do you have a favorite item you've bought throughout the show, uh, or maybe a a drink of some kind? Um, aesthetically, I'm a big fan of my helm of the elk. Yes. I have never, in reality, used it. Because <laughs> um, it gives you a charge ability, me, right? What does That's it what do? It gives, it, 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 gives, it gives me... Well, it does give me plus one AC, so in that sense, I'm using it all the time. But it also gives me That's a charge nice. ability, which I've never no, used. No, not once. <laughs> um, uh, charge, charge, like, running at someone, or charge, like, no, no, powered no, 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 up? Charge, like, running, running at someone. someone. It's like uh, okay. giant elk, and I think maybe the boar... And there is, um, what are like ancient cows called? It's on this list that I st- Aurochs? Yes, the Oryx also has a charge. They, a bunch of, a bunch of animals have, uh. <laughs> I have approximate knowledge what of are many things. Cows called? Oryx. I know this. <laughs> Here to help. Um, I'll meet you at that prehistoric dairy trivia night. <laughs> Catch me there. Uh, So, oh, but yeah, it's basically twenty. If you twenty feet, twenty meters. If you run twenty meters or more before hitting someone, it's usually like a knockdown. For me, it's one d twelve, and I it might knock down two. I see. I see. And then the the elk and the the uh, aurochs have a follow up ability where you can like stomp them while they're on the ground, which is very powerful. Ah, Yes, that seems fun. Very wombo comboy. Especially yeah. like since so many of Tug's abilities knock people prone, that could be a fun, mm-hmm. fun combo. Yep. It makes, this is making me think of the horse in Mulan <laughs> when Mushu keeps calling it a cow, and he goes like <laughs> and stamps on him. Yes, exactly. Oh man, exactly. her impression of a horse was fantastic. Tying audio listeners, together. trust me, it was very good. There was great <laughs> hoof action. <laughs> it was enjoyable. Will neither mm-hmm. confirm yeah. nor deny. <laughs> Okay, um, I think we've asked this question of each of the cast members. Um, so let's talk, let's deep dive Durf here uh, as as a character. So you've played him for four arcs now? Um, uh-huh. Four arcs, like major arcs, maybe five, five going on Woodhaven. Well, aren't there, are we on the fifth right now? Yeah, if we count Woodhaven. No, yeah, there's definitely, we're on the fifth one it? without Woodhaven. Okay, yeah, totally. We're on five. <laughs> we're on five. I was right like, now. hang on a second. Not completed. They don't know when we recorded this. That's it's true. Fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, with Durf, we have a few outstanding character traits, at least to the listeners' audience. He is someone who like very much advocates for people, like as in the little kid uh, in the Red Sands arc, which is like one of the shining Durf moments for sure. Uh, when you were like gonna give up your own life to make sure this kid got a key which was pretty great uh definitely a moment that a lot of people fell in love with dirt for um he's gonna find creative goofy ways love seahorses is there anything that you would have changed about Durf now that you feel like you're kind of locked into at this point um nothing that i feel locked into but i had originally <laughs> i if you recall i had originally uh he was sort of like a, <laughs> an, a, a amalgam of many things politically in the very beginning. <laughs> okay. He's like, 
pro-union shutdown factories, yes, sort of like yeah, eco terrorist yeah, in right. the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the the show is not political, obviously, mm-hmm. or it's ra- rarely political. Yes. So that has not been much of a thing since then. Um, but I mean, the character, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one question I we asked Kirk: uh, If you were to play anybody else's character, like swap them with either Brian or Kirk, uh, who would you like to swap characters with? Uh, probably Tug. Yeah, probably Tug. you'd like to play Tug. I, uh, if if there's a if there is a thing that I miss playing the Druid, it's that I'm not um, super. I can't like whoop people's asses <laughs> that's fair so did you come up with clive schmebly on the spot clive schmebly yes i did i love me yes clive i did schmebly. the uh industri- the horrible industrialist yes. <laughs> the, enemy. the evil the 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 strike the strike breaking evil anti-unionist Probably okay. pouring. Did you come up with the whole thing on this spot? The like with, when when uh, Alexa came up to you and was like, "Gee, Mister, tell me a story." Like, did you? Like, by the way, I or was this a case you were I, working at the I time? I absolutely have to stop <laughs> no, no, doing no, no, impressions no. of Joe doing girl voices. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, enough. That's probably not a good trend. <laughs> Um, I, did I come, I can't remember, I I think I did just make that up on the spot. The whole thing? That's Um, incredible. Well, you know, Joe had actually, I believe Joe had told us ahead of time, like, kind of, we're doing backstory stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember because I didn't, I didn't get to listening to right. Sorry to put you on the spot half episode before this show. Um, so I'm trying to remember because I didn't talk about that in the beginning, right? When I sort of pitched my character, but I might have had it. I might have had that sort of in the back of my head or something like that. I don't remember. I guess is the answer. Okay. So in in that one, you we you met your. I guess you're like. Bonnie to your Clyde. Well, let me ask you guys this: Was is that the first time you guys had heard of yes. Alexa at all? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but that's also Alexa, the Amazon things name, oh. and she just popped up like, "What would you like?" For a short second, I thought that was like your I fiance's thought that too. name. I was like, and "Whoa!" Then you no, named no, your like no. in fiction girlfriend after your fiance's name. Like, no, 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 no. That's it. It's our yeah, we have the one dots of those little CIA yeah, yeah. boxes that's, that's uh, s- snitching on me. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, so anyway, yes, now that you mentioned that, I, I thought that was there before, but no, Joe had asked us to flesh out our backstory and tell him about okay. it ahead of time. Um, and so like when the little girl walked up and was like, my name's Alexa or whatever she said, that was intentional because I had told him about that backstory. Okay. So her name's also, okay. I think I had told him that whole story ahead of time but i might have improvised actually i probably sent him an email i might be able to find out but carry on in the meantime so quick question do you have any hope do you hold out any hope that durf's mom having lived not in woodhaven proper and instead on the outskirts of town in a cottage in a tree with her neighbor the keyboard neighbors the keyboard elves could durf's mom the powerful druid still be alive I, you know, I haven't thought about that. It's definitely possible. <laughs> um, I've been assuming she's she's toast. <laughs> I think that's also... a scientific term. <laughs> toast, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, but <laughs> also, <laughs> like, she, you know, we've got these, like, this whole zombie thing going on. Yes. So Durf is certainly hopeful that she will be he'll be able to, like, bring her back. Right, right. You know what I so mean? So if she did not make it out, she will be salvageable. That's not the word I wanted. 
salvageable. Salvageable. Yeah, sure. Use her parts. Yeah, to... At least part of her. <laughs> um, okay, very cool. I had a, a question about Alexa relationship. Um, so we have we have one ship would be Carl and Tess. I was going to ask about that. You totally then... beat me to it. Okay, carry on. Okay, so we have Carl and Tess. We have nobody with Tug currently. Um, I was shipping for Tess Tug at one point. I was thinking it'd be, it'd be a fun triangle to have part of the show, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so we have Durf with Alexa. Um, is Durf's sexuality just straight? Um, or have you even like come close to thinking about that? Or is like maybe bisexual? I, or? Uh, well... I, in the sense that he is me, he is straight. Um, I have not, I have, I, I haven't put it into the character mm-hmm. at all, uh, semi-intentionally, so that people can think whatever they want about it. Um, That's so there is no, okay. there is no canon derf sexuality. Okay. You will fall in love and it will become canon. It's going to be fine, but I guess we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> sure. Uh, do um, you sure. ship Carl and Tess personally? Do I personally ship? I think it is the it purest is. ship. Yeah. It is the purest the ship. The sails of white. Uh, admittedly, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I like it. Five regunnels. Did you have any more questions, Emma? I do actually, by the way, I did send nice. Joe an email. What did you find? Um... Let's a little see. bit of creative writing. He, yeah, let's see. He he sent us questions. Um, let's see. What would your character be doing in the tower for some R and R? Oh God. <laughs> to which I said I had a numbered list of hanging out outside, looking at birds and butterflies and stuff. <laughs> number two, uh, whacking it, <laughs> and then number three chess with a question mark after it and then number four whacking it again this is the uh, so, hang on. So... hang on so his sexuality is actually just That's himself that, that... okay just checking yeah, maybe so maybe so oh my God. but then he also asked um how did he grow up to become a druid what are his actual bonds and background in detail to which i responded Durf lived an isolated childhood in a small cottage way out on the edge of town with his mom, who was also a druid. He grew up with a deep affinity for nature, but as a teenager began spending more time in the city because he felt isolated from the rest of civilization. In contrast to his peaceful and idyllic upbringing in the woods, when he moved to Woodhaven, he was struck by the lavish lifestyles of the rich denizens of Woodhaven compared with the abject poverty of the poor who labored on their behalf. Uh, and the effects of industrial pollution on surrounding nature. This is what I was talking about. It was originally written to be more political. (laughs) One day, while wandering around the city, he saw city guards chasing an injured young woman named Alexa around the city. He surreptitiously extended a tree root across the path in front of the cops, causing them to trip and fall, then helped Alexa escape and healed her wounds, um, etc., etc. She taught him to be a thief and things like that. So... That that so was planned out ahead of time. When I re-listen to these episodes before we do these, because of who I am as a person, and that's pretty much exactly what I have written. <laughs> okay, okay, almost verbatim. <laughs> so you crushed it. I don't know what if I'm I was. I don't know if I was reading that or if I think I, I think it was basically I had planned it out and it was um, extemporaneous. That's a great word. Um, did you listen to the other people's backstories? Um, Not to call you out. You can totally plead the fifth on this. Well, I've, I've listened to the episode. I don't remember if I was listening. I might have walked out of the room while they were doing their part, but I don't remember. I might have been screwing around on the internet while they were doing their part um, and not paying attention. But I have listened to, with the exception of the last episode which came out, which I still have not gotten around to listening to, I have listened to okay. all okay. of the episodes. So I have okay. heard their so backstories. I was, I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering if, if anything about their backstories made it difficult to stay RPing the same way with their characters. Or if you think that if Durf knew these things, that he would react to them a little differently, like with Tug being like, my mom's whatever, and I was kind of like a rapscallion and like was spoiled and then, or not spoiled, but like, he's like, I didn't give anything back to her. And then Carl is like, I had a great childhood that was perfect, except for when my dad died. And like, I was just sitting there imagining Durf, like hearing this and just sort of sitting there and like 
twiddling my thumbs a little bit awkwardly. <laughs> like, oh, geez, well, that's some, hmm. One too many dad jokes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know, I think it kind of, uh, it all ended up coming together fine in terms of how our characters interacted, I guess. Um, Durf's not necessarily moralizing, so he wouldn't be like, you know, I don't know. No, I think, I, I think it was fine. Well, I think we should start coming towards the end of the show because I think we're hitting that uh, that time frame ish of when we want to edit down. Uh, Emma, did you have any more I questions? Have one more, and I've been asking. All right, hit it. I think everybody this: if you had to pick another race class combo to play, what would you pick? I um, that's pretty easy actually because I originally wanted to play a tiefling cleric. Very cool. That'll do um, it. I'm playing one. Oh, awesome. <laughs> but, um, but, no tieflings. Um, Joe did not want us to, to use a tiefling because Woodhaven was <laughs> originally supposed to be this kind of idyllic little mountain hamlet before we gave it, like, um, an industrial district. Uh-huh. And That's why he's team. so, yeah. like, oh, um, every time. Woodhaven continues. Also, I'm pretty confident I'm going to be buying one of those high <laughs> oh, school same. Movies. Like, I really <laughs> like, want one of those. They had yeah. customizable, like, numbers and stuff on the back it would be an instant purchase like it would be like <laughs> hashtag team tug on the back or something like that like, be i will first right. be when i have the money to spend it will first be your merchandise on Redbubble, but then for sure absolutely later assuming this woodhaven does not go the way of the other woodhaven it will be there for a while so i can buy merchandise later <laughs> right right Although buy it in whatever order you want, we don't we don't actually make any money oh, off okay. our merchandise. Well, so um. <laughs> we make this show for you. I should justify it that way. Uh, yeah. Um, are you ready for my uh, hyper speed round? Yeah, he's hyper gonna ask you a bunch round. of questions. Okay. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be a better word to Rap- name it other than rapid hyper fire? speed round. Rapid fire round. That's wow. Delay. You're on the hot seat. Okay. Um, first question is: uh, If Durf lived anywhere in like our world, where would he live? Considering um, he was still a druid, like he's a magical person. Yellowstone, maybe Yosemite. Yellowstone. Those are two places I've been. Uh, Yosemite is prettier but yellowstone has more animals so probably yellowstone grand teton national park okay very cool it's very um, specific your favorite animal shape you've ever turned into um i'm a i'm a big fan of um antlered ungulates <laughs> um okay. so yeah i like the giant elk i guess have i turned into a giant elk or have i just summoned I him just summoned I, he's CR2, him, so i can't turn into him yeah um, but I did get the item recently that allows me to once a day bump up a CR. So I could actually turn into a giant elk now. I guess my f- my favorite, let's see, I still have the practical guide to wild shape open. I'm very excited that I can turn into a giant vulture now. That is a good one. That's a I'm cool animal. Um, I turned During the hockey episode, I turned into a wolf, which was a disaster. Um... <laughs> I, I guess a giant wolf spider, maybe. Okay. Booty okay. squirts, you gotta. Uh, you already. It's it's, a, it's my only hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wild shit. Yeah, it's perfect. I I love hashtag booty squirts. That one is too good. Is that on any merch? Because that needs to be I, on merch for sure. I will not buy that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hard pass. Um. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. If um. If Durf was to uh, settle down and work a nine to five, what kind of job would he work? What kind? Of, he'd be a park ranger. <laughs> Is he just Ron Swanson? Like if, if Durf Maybe grew so. up, would Maybe he become so. Ron Swanson? Okay. Um, Is he still a druid? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes the most sense then. Um, what is Durf's favorite childhood memory? What is Durf's favorite childhood this memory? This terrible rapid-fire well, answer like, questions, by the way. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> these are all really deep-thinking questions. But they're delightful. It's fine. Uh, well, uh, he, was, he was a teenager when the whole Alexa with the root mm-hmm. thing yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Teenagers are technically children. 
Um, so I'll just say uh, that. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> if I saved a girl from the cops with a tree root, my high school would be, life would be so much different than it was. Probably mine too. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, all of us for sure. All right, well, that does it for me. <laughs> now that I know how high school could have been better. The lightning round. <laughs> you passed. Well done. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do this, especially when you're settling into a new job, which I hope is going well. Yeah, it was fun. It is going well. It is going well. And I did happen to not have to, although I was late because I was sending an email after I got home, but I didn't end up having to stay late today, so it didn't matter. I stayed late yesterday, and I stayed late on Tuesday. Um, yeah. That is bad. <laughs> but it's a nonprofit. It's because of, like, emergencies. So, so it's good. I'm, I'm, for, I'm with That's it. That's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Of course, the art, like this little podcast, but thanks for being a part of You Meet in a Tavern. We have like, I know Emma and I are both huge fans of your work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you do Thank incredibly. You. It's Thank so much you. fun. And you've like meant a lot well, to a lot of cool people. Well, this is cool too. We this hope is that cool you'll come too, back. So thank you guys. We haven't scared you away with our so rapid fire questions and our... our, our <laughs> that are not rapid fire whatsoever. Our, uh, yeah. our pure ships. <laughs> <laughs> right, well this yes. has been and thank you to everybody listening yeah. too uh yeah thanks for tuning in uh and paying that good good patreon money to our favorite boys indeed <laughs> so this has been a few more beers and i'm emma i'm josh and i'm derf sometimes <laughs> slash slash jamal slash chris incredible well uh i'm gonna <laughs> stop recording i think swank bye everybody bye okay. Bye! <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, uh, hey, Jamal, do you like My Hero Academia? I have not watched you it because need to watch I need it. to watch it. You so need to here, watch let me, it. Let me say real quick, real quick. I didn't listen to two people telling me that, one of which being Josh. And then I did listen, and it was a way better idea. <laughs> cool. So cool. That's my argument. Out. Do you guys want to know I what I was just know. up to? What'd your cat do? Um, so I noticed... This is oh, disgusting, good. by the way. Oh, oh, hang on, I'll buckle uh, up. Um, oh. <laughs> I noticed that um, to his great consternation, Magneto had um, a poop <laughs> hanging halfway out of his Freaking ass. Freaking cats, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to help him That's with very a paper nice towel. <clears throat> Very proud of you. Good cat. Uh, and he, it was unpleasant and embarrassing for him, so he did not appreciate my help. So you may have seen me uh -huh. darting back and forth in front of my camera a few <laughs> times. I was chasing him through the apartment so I could grab him and pull a turd out of his butthole. This is exactly the type I of have... good quality content you want, fans, from a few more I, beers. Congratulations. You did that fatherhood is wild. Yes. <laughs> this is why I like my rabbit. Her her poops are too small for that. They look like cocoa puffs. There it's you like go. they're either in there or out. Go. I don't just wow. <laughs> There's few times I'm glad I don't have pets, and this is one of those few times. Yeah. It wasn't that gross. It was a paper towel. I washed my not hands afterwards. Deal. It's cool. I, I, it's, it's, you're good. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, I like not touching poop when I don't have that's to. That's fair. So that's convenient that's fair. too. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. <laughs>